Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we've got a crazy malicious compliance story involving a hospital lab and a blood sample. We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Oh, I can't read? Bet. Many moons ago, I worked contract for a medical placement company in the employee health department of a rack and pinion steering plant. The plant was scheduled to close, but they were still hiring. It was a head-scratcher for us too, and extra help was needed for drug screens on the new hires. The other duties were seeing to injuries as they occurred, setting up appointments with doctors on days you would come, flu shots, and then there was THE PROJECT. Here's where the story begins. The project was a collection of every medical piece of paper in that plant, all of them, scattered in boxes, stacked to the ceiling. No sense of order at all. Two of the veteran nurses... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN would periodically adjourn down to the war room, as it was dubbed, to do whatever they did with the mess. I was enlisted to help one day and succeeded in only managing to screw up the Excel spreadsheet named Apricot for reasons I've yet to understand they were using to attempt to collate this mess. On days when we were slow, if we had no patience, I'd stay at my post and read. And one of those days, the boss lady came by and decided to take umbrage at that hobby I should add that if I was reading, everything was stocked, all other projects were done, and I'd already been yelled at for sweeping up after myself. I'd really rather you not do that, I need you doing work. It looks bad. I said okay, what else needs to be done? After she looks around at all I've done, she said, nothing, you're done, just don't read. So I sat. I'm not a good sitter. Fast forward, she gets sick, and a temporary boss comes in. I get assigned the project. It takes a minute, but I get it whipped into shape. First, I sorted papers into folders by name. Then I organized by dates on papers, past to recent in each file. Then I alphabetized the folders and put them in boxes. What had taken the other two nurses months on end took me a few weeks. After that, I started a new Excel spreadsheet. Data entry is one of my favorite things, and I'm fast. Name, date of birth, first date listed, last date listed. 
Easy peasy. I was blowing through 20 to 30 boxes a day. I only took lunch and bathroom breaks. The boss comes back from sick leave, walks in and goes pale. What happened? I said nothing. I've been working super hard. Is it not done right? They said it's great, but it's gone. I said yes ma'am, I've made decent progress. She hem-hawed around and finally muttered, I need you to slow down. I said sorry? She said I need you to slow down. We told them we needed at least X amount of time to complete that project. And as fast as you've gone, there won't be any work left to do. I said, so what else can I do? She said, do a box, read a book, do a box, take a nap, just slow down. Bring your book or several books, just slow down. And that's how I got permission to read in my downtime at work. Might not be the best malicious compliance story, but after 15 years, it still makes me laugh. Honestly, them coming to you and saying, do this, take a nap, do another, take a nap, and you're getting paid for that the whole way through? That sounds pretty great, it's nice to be so ahead. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, your unprofessional wigs are making me sick. Obligatory, not my story. My wife attends Bunko on Tuesdays and heard this from a nurse or CNA or RNA, not sure which acronyms, but she's a medical professional. We'll call her Susie. Susie has a very positive and upbeat personality with a wild sense of style. She wears very bright clothes and likes to wear wigs. And no, she does not have cancer, but she's always rocking an awesome wig that matches her outfit. My wife even sends pics to me aside from the social media posts of their night. She wants to get wigs and lets me know by way of these pics. Last Bunko night, Susie tells the gals about one of her patients that clearly did not like her. She always has a frumpy face when looking at her and always has a problem. The patient was getting continuous care and saw Susie regularly over the past few weeks. So this attitude graded on her over time, but this time she crossed a line. Upon her latest visit, she told Susie, Your unprofessional wigs are making me sick. Stop wearing all these different crazy wigs. Instantly, right then and there, Susie took off her wig, making sure it clearly showed one of her reasons for wearing wigs in the first place. She had long clumps of hair that gnarled out in all directions, showing bald spots as well. Susie has alopecia and lets it grow out to help fasten the wigs at times. What my wife was told, it was quite the sight to behold. And Susie ended with, is this professional enough for you? Susie wishes she could have a picture of the moment, but the way she described the lady's snarled lip at the sight of her and in response to the action was classic. She gave me permission to put this up provided I changed names and didn't get specific. Deal. The patient never said anything mean to her again and even made an attempt at smiling the last time she saw her. Yeah, you know, if there's somebody that you can tell is wearing a wig, I don't think there's ever a good time or good etiquette to ever really reference it unless it's something they initiated. Kind of like if you think somebody might be pregnant, you probably don't want to gamble and say, oh, when are you due? Because you don't know and you might just end up being a jerk. Our next story is the mouse story. It was autumn 2019, shortly after the first frost, and our cat brings us a mouse. We take a picture and report to maintenance. They check out the apartment, see no poop, set a trap, and tell us to let them know if it happens again. A few nights later, we get another mouse, and then the next night we get two more mice. We call maintenance, they claim to have found the issue behind the stove, they patch it, and leave. 
we get another mouse. They claim there's an issue by our washer dryer and they patch that. Then there are more mice. We request a professional exterminator daily and they refuse. Eventually, maintenance gets sick of our calls. We've never got a mouse in our trap and there's no mouse poop. The only evidence of mice is our pictures of 16 mice with our cat over time. So the maintenance guy comes up with a clever idea. He says, next time we get a mouse, we need to keep it and bring it to the main office. They can study it and figure out where it's coming from. My husband and I are well educated and know that's just not how mice work. The landlord doesn't want to pay an exterminator and they don't believe the issue is as bad as it is. It's time for a little malicious compliance. A night or two later, we get a mouse. We put it in a garbage can in the tub until morning. Unfortunately, the little guy doesn't make it through the night. In the morning, we bag our friend and head to the leasing building. The apartment manager is there, as are several families waiting to begin a tour of the complex. We explain to our landlord about the now 17 mice and how we're supposed to personally deliver each mouse to her. She looks at my husband, horrified, grabs her cell phone and heads to a back room. We can hear her screaming at the maintenance guy about his request. In the meantime, we're explaining to her potential tenants the issues we've been facing. A couple minutes later, she returns, tosses the mouse in the garbage and says they'll be paying a professional exterminator to take a look at the building. The exterminator found hundreds of entry points which get taken care of. That was the last mouse we ever had in that apartment. I just don't understand when somebody says they have mice and they have a problem where it gets to 17 mice that they would be that neglectful. Does it really cost that much for an exterminator? Our next story is Hospital Lab Wants the Blood Sample Overfilled. I'm a medicine student working in a surgical department in a big hospital. My job is to support the doctors by doing examinations and drawing blood samples. We had a patient that was scheduled for surgery the next day, so I draw our standard pre-op blood samples, including a test tube for checking the blood clotting. These test tubes have to be filled to the correct line, otherwise the included chemical cannot stabilize the blood. I normally check if the tubes are filled correctly, but sometimes I forget about it. I draw the sample and sent it to the lab. An hour later, I get a call from the doctor on duty saying that the clotting tube wasn't filled enough and if I can draw another sample. I said sure, draw the sample, double checked if it was filled to the line and sent it to the lab. Another hour later, I get another call from the doctor asking me if I filled the clotting tube correctly because the lab said again that it wasn't filled enough. I assured that I double checked. She decided to draw the third sample herself. We went together to the patient and we both checked several times that the tube was filled right to the line. We sent it to the lab and we are sure we got it right this time. Another hour later, the lab calls again stating that the tube wasn't filled enough. The doctor was so pissed because the tube was definitely filled correctly. She asked the lab tech what she has to do. He replied, fill it to the top. To the top? Yes, to the top. The tube has to be completely full. So she maliciously complied, knowing that you only have to fill the tube to the line and not to the top. We draw the fourth blood sample on the same day and filled it to the top. The patient was not amused. An hour later, the lab called and said that the test tube was too full, rendering the results invalid. The doctor was so pissed and demanded to speak to the lab director. She demanded that the lab send someone over to draw the sample, since we seemed to be incompetent. So someone came over, drawed the fifth sample exactly to the line and sent it to the lab. 
It was also underfilled. Turns out the calibration of the analyzing machine was off. The lab director was quite embarrassed and apologized several times. Well, I'll tell you what, if this took place in the United States, I sure hope whoever's insurance that is is willing to cover whatever those charges are going to end up being. Could you imagine the poor soul that has to sit in that hospital with that IV in them and just keep giving blood over and over and over because they made a mistake and then get charged extra for it at the end, maybe? Our next story is, put them in a separate bag, you say? So, where I work, part of my job involves getting specific numbers of specific parts off the shelves and giving them to my coworkers to assemble. The other day, one fellow in particular, let's call him Luke, came to me. Luke said, hey, you know when you pull these four parts from here and these other parts from over there? They look the same, but those four are a little different inside. They need to go in set spots. So I'm wasting time peering closely to identify them. Can you put those four in a separate bag? I said, sorry, didn't think of that. Sure. So the next time I got one of those sets for him, I made sure to do exactly as he said. Each one of those four parts was in a tiny Ziploc bag, and the four of them together were in a bigger Ziploc bag. And just for good measure, all of the parts in that group wound up in an even bigger Ziploc bag. A little bit later, he comes back and finds me again. I'll paraphrase the conversation a bit. Luke said, hey. I said, yes. He said, I know it was you. They don't all need to be in their own separate bags, inside a bigger bag, inside a bigger bag. I said, you wanted them separate, and it was just for this time. He said, yeah, and I knew right away it was deliberate, and I laughed. Good job future sets will be done the way he actually wanted. What's funny once as a joke would quickly become tedious. Honestly, it's just nice to see somebody who takes this malicious compliance jokey scenario and accepts it and owns it and has a healthy workplace thing going forward, not just like some weird grudge. Our next story is, use my loyalty card? If you insist. The supermarket I usually go to has a loyalty program, a card with a unique code, which entitles you to extra discounts on some products, and sometimes an offer valid only with such a card. So I was shopping, and the Karen behind me apparently had an offer valid only with the loyalty card, so she demanded that I let her scan my card. I sputter a bit, but she on debuts me with, I know how these cards work, don't be silly and let me scan that card. I gave in and let her pay for all of her shopping with my loyalty card, total something like 100 euros. The reason I didn't want to hand over my card in the first place, on the loyalty program, you can activate automatic savings. Each transaction is increased by 1%, which goes into a kind of savings account. If you saved 65 euros that way, you can have 70 euros paid out, which is a nice way to save invisibly. Thanks for your contribution, Karen. You would think that this Karen would understand using somebody else's loyalty card would mean whatever loyalty points or bonuses you get would go to that other card, right? I mean, hey, if she says she knows how those work. This next story is, want me to tell you what I know about Pabst? Can do. There's a sardonic joke that women wearing memorabilia like band t-shirts are subject to questions like, Oh, you like Led Zeppelin? Tell me John Paul Jones's birthday. It's obnoxious gatekeeping and very condescending, which takes us to our scene, Milwaukee, 2013, your typical bar. I went to the bar to order, placing me next to a guy who looked to be in his late 40s. I was a 22-year-old woman wearing a Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer t-shirt. He sighed and said, kind of half directed at me, just half into the universe, Oh great, another hipster girl wearing a PBR shirt. I said, I mean... 
I like PBR. He said, right. Tell me what you even know about Pabst. I said, I know that in 1844, Jacob Best started a brewery called the Empire Brewery on Chestnut Street, which was taken over by his son Philip Best and renamed the Philip Best Brewing Company, and that Philip's daughter Maria married a steamboat captain, Captain Frederick Pabst, the eventual namesake of the brewery. If you want to hear more, come to Best Place at the Pabst Brewery, the former corporate offices for Pabst. We do a Pabst history tour there. I'm one of the tour guides. He just looked annoyed as I paid for my drink and walked off. It's a modest tale of malicious compliance, simply answering the question asked, but it was so satisfying. This is one of those hilarious situations where, like, somebody might be wearing some kind of NASA shirt, so you try to strike up a conversation with them about how you like space and you've always loved space as a kid and stuff, and then all of a sudden you find out you're face-to-face with somebody that worked on the most recent Mars lander or something. You never know. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.